Hi everyone, this is Sean Glaze. I use they them pronouns and I am the Chief Consulting Officer for Inclusive Data. We are a consulting firm that has gotten over $10 million in grants for Black nonprofits and Black small businesses. Yes, 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 even startups <laughs> in under a year. $10 million in under a year for Black nonprofits and Black small businesses, count me in. And so you are here on our podcast uh, where we talk about the fact that Black folks deserve money too. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. Today, I'm gonna tell you about some of the top things people can do to get grants. And it might not be what you're expecting. This is a great podcast to listen to with a notebook handy because we will be dropping many gems. We'll be sharing many insights in terms of, you know, how to be successful in your grant journey. One of the top things people uh, misunderstand about grants is that you don't actually have to write grants to get grant money. Y'all, if there's one thing that I really hope you take away from this conversation, it is that you do not need to write a grant to get a grant. You don't need to write a grant to get grant money. You don't need to write a grant to get grant funded. All right, so I start there because as a grant strategist and a grant writer, so many people wanna hire me to write the grant for them. And what I love to tell people is you probably do not need to hire a grant writer. You probably do not need to hire a grant writer. Yes, that is, that is true. You probably don't need to hire a grant writer to get grants because there's so many ways to get grants without writing them. Today, we're gonna to talk about my favorite way, which is collaboration. When you are submitting a collaborative proposal, your funder is going to be excited to see that you are proposing a complete solution. You're proposing something that's greater than any one of you could have done by yourself. You're able to have a big impact and that you're able to articulate this clearly. Now, collaborative proposals when you're working with, say, a government as one of your collaborators or perhaps a college university means that there are grant writers on deck that can write a grant for you as part of that collaboration, which means you don't have to hire a grant writer. Now, some of y'all may be thinking, wow, that sounds wonderful, magical, but I don't know how I would even start. Um, and while I can tell you, we go over start to finish in my class, I'm gonna give you one free tip today, which is that there are so many people in government whose job it is to work for you, whose job it is to get you grants, whose job it is to at least tell you where the grant money is. And so you really wanna start tapping into that. If you are a black and brown business or nonprofit, one group that I'll tell you about uh, that I really wanna have on your radar is the United States Office of Minority Health. The United States Office of Minority Health has people who can help you find grants. Uh, they'll tell you that it's definitely easier to do it if you're a nonprofit, but they'll help you even if you're not. They'll tell you that they have a broad definition of uh, minority health, so it isn't just physical health. And they'll also tell you that the more details you can give them about what you are looking to do or what you're currently doing, the easier it'll be for them to find grants for you. So free tip today, if you're a black or brown person, 
you have a black or brown company, you have black or brown collaborators, you want black or brown people to win, get them connected to the United States Office of Minority Health, check out their website, and they have a form that you complete in order to um, have them do grant searches for you. So uh, that's your free tip for today in terms of finding grants. Now, some of you may be wondering a little bit more about my background. Uh, I just told you that we've gotten over $10 million in grants for Black small businesses and Black nonprofits in under a year. And that comes because I have well over 10 years of experience in the grant space. So grant writing, grant review, I've served on review boards before for grants, I've apprenticed underneath a fantastic grant writer. And so I learned a thing or two or three or four um, about what it takes to get grants. I love teaching other people how to do what I do. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow, I would love to learn how to do that too. I would love to learn how to get grant funding for my community. I'd love to learn how to get black and brown people grants in particular. Um, then please tap into my class, Grant Slayer Academy. It is very focused on getting black folks grants, black and brown people together to getting grants is also something that we love to highlight. And this is because when you look at who gets funded and how much they get funded, there are huge financial disparities. When you look at uh, gender too, it makes it even more obvious that black women, black and brown women in particular are not getting the same levels of investments as their colleagues. And so when we thought about where we could have the biggest impact in terms of helping people get what they need to thrive, we know that focusing on those closest to the issues, closest to these disparities is a great way to develop solutions that will help everybody. And so that's why we do what we do. And that's why we are unapologetically focused on helping black small businesses and black nonprofits. And we also talk a lot about the value of collaboration both within Black communities, as well as um, more broadly, especially with Black and Brown people working together towards a common cause. All right, so I'm just gonna take a couple of moments to look at some of our questions. Uh, one question that was sent in is, can you tell me more about what we need to get grant ready? What do we need to do in order to be prepared? And so in order to get grant ready, uh, there's sort of two main things we wanna keep in mind. The first thing is that part of getting grant ready is getting your paperwork ready. Oh, I know a lot of y'all don't want to hear it, but listen, if you can get your paperwork ready, you make it easy to apply to multiple grants at this short amount of time, which makes it easier for you to get the funding you need. I'm going to tell you uh, quickly today what the paperwork components are, but we'll do a deep dive in each component in future podcasts. Here they are, ready? You got your paper? All right, let's do this. The first one is your EIN. If you're in the United States and you do not have an EIN, please go get one. I definitely encourage you to get one that's separate than just your social security number because it'll make it a lot easier uh, to really get the awards that you are looking for. So please get an EIN. Your employer identification number is kind of like your social security number for your business. So get that. It takes about five minutes uh, to get your EIN. It could take longer depending on when you apply, but it's usually pretty quick. 
The second thing that you'll do is you'll get your DUNS number, D-U-N-S. Now your DUNS number is great for federal grants because you'll need that in order to get a federal grant. Uh, but it's also great for building business credit, which means that if you get your DUNS number, you are killing a couple of birds with that one stone. The next thing you'll need to get is your SAM.gov, S-A-M.gov. Your SAM.gov is your uh, next ticket. It'll require you to have your DUNS number, right? That's what I'm telling you these steps in order. Uh, but it helps you get uh, grants and it also helps you get federal contracts. And if you are a black or brown business um, and you're listening and you're like, ooh, government contracts, it's like, yeah, the federal government hires people for lots of stuff, services, products, outreach, um, childcare. Like there's a bunch of things that the federal government can hire you to do or to sell them. And so you wanna make sure you get your SAM.gov. And if you're a black or brown business, please do not skip the chance to get certified and recognized as a black or brown owned business because there are special carve outs just to try to increase supplier diversity. And I need y'all to be there, okay? All right, so we've got our EIN. We've got our, our DUNS number. We've got our SAM.gov. The next step is to get our grants.gov, our grants.gov, our grants.gov. That is gonna be how you actually are able to apply for a federal grant. If you're just getting started, you may not actually be submitting that federal grant. You may be in a collaboration, but I promise you, if you can get your DUNS and your SAM.gov and your grants.gov, your collaborators will be so grateful because it can take weeks to get your um, all of that together. The EIN is usually pretty quick. The DUNS number is usually a pretty quick, couple days maybe, but your SAM.gov could take weeks. And so the sooner you get this done, the easier it'll be for you to be grant ready. Speaking of grant ready, I just outlined to you the paperwork components, right? EIN, DUNS, SAM.gov, grants.gov, in that order. The last thing I'll leave you with today as you think about getting grant ready is getting your mindset ready. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, especially in Black communities lately, has been just how much mindset is getting in our way. I say this as a Black, queer, non-binary person, uh, mindset really is part of what's happening. Mindset doesn't negate the fact that there's systemic and structural racism and systemic and structural uh, misogyny. There's all these things that are set up for, to like, really make it harder for us to thrive. That's true. And some of the ripple effects is that it has really impacted our confidence and has limited how much we know about getting these funds. We don't learn in school that we could get millions of dollars for writing essentially like a five page piece of paper right? That's not something most of us learn, but it's absolutely something that can happen. And so we want to make sure that we are starting to develop a practice of just allowing abundance to find us, allowing abundance to find us. If you are not findable, you are not fundable. If you're not findable, you're not fundable. So as we adopt a, a abundance mindset, we think a lot about how to be findable to funders. 
So one exercise that I will touch on today and do a deeper dive on in one of our upcoming podcasts will be the miracle question. The miracle question really is all about starting to think about what sort of change you are wanting to see or create. It comes from, honestly, uh, brown women uh, who were putting together some thoughts on what are some other ways of doing therapy, doing work with people as they try to change their lives. And it's one of my favorite questions. I use it all the time. I use it all the time as I'm writing grants for other people or for myself. I use it all the time as I think about doing something really hard, like finishing my dissertation. And the miracle question goes like this. Okay, are you listening? It's a bit weird. All right, well, here we go. All right, close your eyes and imagine that you are asleep. And while you are sleeping, something miraculous happened. Somehow, while you were sleeping, a miracle happens and all the change you want to see in the world, everything you want to accomplish in your business or nonprofit, someone has come and magically made that happen. Okay, you're sleeping though, so you don't know it. Now imagine as you open your eyes, you're starting to feel like something has happened. What's the first thing that you notice that lets you know a miracle has happened? What's that first hint of something, that first clue that something has happened, something miraculous? This exercise is so essential to practice so that you can start to get a clear idea of how to talk about what you do. I will give you an example from my own life. So y'all, I am a parent of a seven and a half year old, <laughs> currently at the time of recording. And uh, because I am a small business owner, uh, I often try to uh, prioritize time with my family and also bringing in income for our family. And so I wake up really early uh, to do my work really early. And I love waking up early uh, because it means that hopefully I'll get to spend time with my kiddo and we can um, have some good quality moments together. If I'm sleeping and I wake up, the first thing I would notice is that my kid would be up, I would be up, we'd both be happy, smiling in each other's faces. Um, I would smell food, being prepared, because I love it. My, my family makes breakfast every morning, usually hours after I've already started my day. And we would all be starting our day together. And I know that in order to do that for my business, I need to be bringing in, um, you know, easily $1,500, you know, dollars on, let's say, um, any, even, any given a day. If we bring in $1,500, I'm not thinking about work at all, right? Like I'm completely able to be present in the morning without thinking about my, what I need to do for promotions. Like, so I wake up and I smell food and I see my kids smiling faces, right? And I'm like, okay, this feels good. I feel relaxed in my body. I'm not scrolling through my list. Instead, I'm just like fully present. And if I look out my window, I'll see that there are kids playing in the street. 
there's beautiful murals of art, there are community gardens. I'm like, oh yeah, right? So as I'm telling the story, you're starting to get more of a picture of the kind of world that I think I wanna live in, the kind of world where we can all thrive. I'm also telling you a couple of budget things in there, right? I am telling you that even a small amount as $1,500 would make a huge difference in my life and the life of myself and my family. I'm also telling you that um, there's some elements of my miracle that are uh, pointing to other people, right? So the kids are playing in the street and they're happy because their parents feel like the neighborhood is safe enough for their kids to play, right? There's murals, right? So there's artists who are supported to do that. There's community gardens, right? So there's, there's farmers and gardeners who are maintaining that and who are um, supporting the soil. So there's all these components to my miracle that um, I may wanna highlight as I start to talk about the work I do. Um, I start to talk about my miracle and, and there are other people involved who I may wanna pull in. Right. And so if I were talking to a funder, I can say something like, you know, that overall miracle um, might be, say, one hundred thousand dollars. But even something as small as fifteen hundred dollars can create a change that people will recognize in themselves and in their families. Right. I just told you a very different way to get grant ready than people usually focus on. And this is what it's like being in my class, Grant Slayer Academy. Grant Slayer Academy is a class where we talk about how do you really think holistically about putting together these irresistible proposals? How do you think about who else is involved in that miracle? How do you think about like when you can start to understand the impact of even small investments? And then how do you make that story so compelling that your funder wants to find more money to give you just so you can achieve that vision? I would love to see more of y'all in my class, but here in this podcast, we're going to be giving little snippets here and there and stories to help y'all understand that yes, Black folks deserve money too. And that yes, when we put our mindset right, and when we invest in ourselves, we can achieve amazing things. And as I close up, I will tell you, as we were putting together the playbook for how we got over $10 million for Black nonprofits and Black small businesses, um, we talked to a lot of people. And what we found was that many people were scared. They're like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna have the time. Like, what if I sign up for something and then I don't have the time to do it? I don't have time to watch videos. And here's what I have to say. Something really remarkable is happening right now. There are people like myself who are really focused on helping connect you to funders. And right now, like the way that I set up this class in particular, as well as our podcast, is there's just a lot of value that you're going to find just out there waiting for you. And now isn't the time to be sitting on our hands. And it's now isn't the time to be trying to find someone else to save us. Now's the time for us to be creating solutions amongst ourselves. So if this podcast helped you, please share it with someone else who could use this encouragement and also these practical tips that you can take to get to the bag. With that said, I am Sean Glaze. I use they, them pronouns, and I am the Chief Consulting Officer for Inclusive Data. I am delighted to be here with you as we talk about how to prepare, how to strategize, how to apply, and how to accept millions of dollars in grants for our communities. 
Take good care, y'all, and we'll see you next time.